BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, hello, hello. We are live on the Fightful Overbooked YouTube channel for another edition of Degrassi Dudes Podcast. This is where me and the Spinner Mason to my Jimmy Brooks, Steven Jensen, we chat all about Degrassi, television shows, and everything in between. Jensen, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Tired as normal, but for good reason this week. I was at Terminus last night, got back a little after midnight, and then was still on like a high from the show. So like it took me a while to actually fall asleep. I know you know that feeling when you like you you went and you saw something, you had a good time. And uh yeah, I felt really good after the show. Got to meet some people, so that was fun. Got to watch pretty much the whole show with Muscle Man Malcolm. A lot of people know nice. him for his work, and he's done uh, an interview with us at um on the spotlight on Fightful. Really good dude. Hung out for quite a while with Nasty Leroy. Got a quick interview with him after the show. Um, hung out quite a while with the It's Still Real to Me, damn it, guy. Um, he was great. Um, he's an absolute legend. It was funny because of all the people at this show, he was like next to me. And I texted my brother. I was like, dude, the It's Still Real to Me guy, like he's here and he's right next to me. And my brother like doesn't even like wrestling. And he was like, dude, no way. Like you're hanging out with that guy. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'll need a picture for you. So like, I got a picture with him mainly just for my brother that I posted it on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it was a really good show. And then, uh, Oh yeah. I sent you last week, uh, who, who followed me on Twitter last week. So hopefully we can make something happen with that for, for Degrassi dudes, potentially, uh, the, the Degrassi cast is starting to notice the show, I think, because starting to get a little bit of a, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin anything or spoil anything or jinx anything. I have not reached out yet because I don't want, I want to, I don't, I don't want to seem, I want to play it cool, you know, but, um, <laughs> don't, don't, might... don't want to ruin it right after you get the follow. Exactly. I didn't want to get the follow and then immediately be like spamming this person with like, Hey, I do a Degrassi podcast, blah, 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 but, um, it's in the chamber. So when the time is right, I will reach out. Um, and it couldn't have been a more perfect person for me. So, um, so anyways, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
someone might have been happy with my Degrassi rankings. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, but uh, but we'll uh, we'll see. But it's been it's been cool doing this show. And yeah, yesterday was awesome. And today we have an interview for y'all that we pre-recorded with Amanda Rafman that a lot of y'all probably know from Twitter as Kay Fabulous. And um, she's Canadian and a fan of Degrassi and around the age of myself and SP3. So it was a great conversation. But uh, but yeah, how are things going for you today, man? Oh, it's going well. Started off my morning with some FMC with Jeremy. Uh, we discussed uh, some a lot of basketball, a lot of Laker-related conversation there. We also uh, discussed our disappointment that there was no new episode of uh, South Park this week. We were both very disappointed by that because um, I felt I, I think we both agree last week's episode with city people didn't hit as well as uh, the first two episodes. So that was a little bit disappointing, but I'm always happy to be here on a Friday morning. Talk to grassy with you, everyone in the live chat. I see our boy Vala B is in the live chat showing some love. We got Carlos Hernandez. I, I love that this community we are starting to grow and we're getting the attention of Degrassi that's always a fun thing as well yes and um I know JJ like he's been like yes binging the show so like like the actual Degrassi show so like it's cool that we're getting some people to watch it and then come in here and give their thoughts on this stuff so this this has been really cool um I I, I watched the South Park last week I didn't know there wasn't an episode this week I was gonna watch it after this that's a bummer but uh the end of last episode was was epic, where he's like, "Lame, I live in a hot dog." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, living a hot dog, lame. Yeah. Hot dog. Um, yeah, no, Cart. I, I, that's the one thing I did say about that third episode. Cartman was gold. Just Cartman as a realty, a realty uh, agent, just trying to steal all the all the uh, houses from everybody else. And yeah, he was just he was great. And the music, the music every time they started like promoting one of the houses, like it's got a luxury suite. <laughs> like they do that same song kept playing. It was like that was very cool. But it felt like like I think Jeremy put it best. It felt like a lot of other episodes we've seen before because we've seen the city people invade when they got whole foods and uh you know do different stuff throughout the years because it's been 25 seasons they have done the city people before they just did another variation of it and i just don't think it hit the way the last two episodes did where you kind of got the joke of the episode like midway through, but then everything else was funny uh, in those first two episodes. And then this one, it just didn't hit that way. Yeah, I, I don't know if I talked to you about the one from two weeks ago with the Tolkien one, but that was really funny because I, I loved how they framed that, how it was like, we're the problems for thinking that that there was that was his name the whole time for that reason, which was obviously the intended reason the whole time, but they're trying to make you feel bad for knowing that for so long they um, re- they legit retconned token's <laughs> name like they legit tried to retcon it the entire episode the doctor looking into the fourth they're looking through the fourth wall like well why would you think that i know some of you thought that <laughs> yeah like why would his parents name him that um 
And then everyone at the school except for Stan knows that it's J.R.R. Tolkien. They're all like, you know, like, who here, well, who here well, knew that Tolkien was named after J.R.R. Tolkien? And everyone's hand goes up and Stan's like, what? Well, 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 of course, I, I just assumed that. It was like with, with Carmen, you you, you dressed, you had the name and you you spelled it that way. He was like, oh, oh I didn't know it had an L. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. Um. Uh, pop the super chat up here. Vala B, as always, great to see you in the chat. Yes. Um, says, how is it Degrassi dudes showing some love in this sucky week? Um, well, I hope your week gets better, man. Or at least you have a good weekend. Um, yeah, this week has been, I, I, I'm, you could be referring to a lot of different things. I, I can assume what you're probably referring to in a lot of ways. And yeah, there has been, this week's been freaking nuts um, for a lot of reasons. And I'll just throw it out there right now. Like I'm the kind of person that like, I do not like the idea of war at all. Um, I'm a very peaceful person, although I do so much in like the, the realm of like combat sports and, and fighting and those kind of things. But like, that's just competition to me. Like, I don't like seeing people actually hating each other and fighting each other and stuff like that. And, you know, just for what it's worth, I hope all that shit gets, gets figured out soon. Cause I, I absolutely hate the idea of, of war and all that. If that, that is what you're talking about, follow me. I'm just kind of assuming that, that and that's at least part of it. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, probably think he's talking about that. And I definitely agree with what Jensen says. I'm all about peace. I don't want to see people getting hurt. I don't want to see countries being attacked. Like, why do we have to live in this type of world? Uh, unfortunately we have some people that don't feel the same way as us, but I hope that the people watching this show is here to kind of escape all of that. And we can have some fun talk about Degrassi and make you not think about the the sucky week that there's been but we appreciate you Vala B showing some love during these uh hard times for a lot of people out there yeah absolutely thank you very much Vala B and and I appreciate you not just here but I'm always seeing you in the fightful yeah. chats and stuff like you're yeah we appreciate you man yeah yeah he's all over the place yeah, yeah. man I mean the, out there supporting which you know uh it really means a lot um, and that that's for anybody. If anybody sends any super chats, uh, we will make sure, as always, to put them up on the screen. Um, we are currently looking for some sponsorships here on Degrassi Dudes. So if y'all have any ideas or anybody that you know or anyone watching this is interested in some cheap advertising, we're not going to charge a whole lot. And it might be a cool way to just kind of get involved in the uh, in the fightful overbooked kind of ecosphere. So uh, if uh, I'm just throwing that out there into the, into the world, I'm going to start contacting people soon and seeing uh what's out there but um it's a little different because i'm so used to you know i have sponsors involved with a lot of my stuff but it's like wrestling and fighting and like you yeah. know stuff that kind of with that this is a bit different with being degrassi but it's still on the fightful platform so like we'll figure something out that works for a sponsor something that works out for us um but once again if anybody in the chat um has anyone in mind please feel free to reach out or, you know, DM me on Twitter or, or just at me on Twitter at fight talk underscore or hit up SP three true heel SP three. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're looking to just keep rolling with the show and uh, we got a lot to go still. I mean, we're, we're covering a pretty heavy episode today and that leaves us with like a thousand other episodes we still haven't covered. So there's <laughs> like, there's so much to get to on this show. Um, so this is really just the beginning of all of it. And we appreciate everybody who's uh who's with us so far. We really, really do. Um, anything else that you want to talk about real quick before we show the interview with Amanda? 
All I will say is the same thing I've been saying to Jensen every week for the past three weeks. He needs to watch Bel Air. Bel Air is like, I really, really like this show. Like, I really get it now. Like, at first I was like, this is weird. These are the characters I know and love, and they're not the same. But this is there in a 2022 kind of realistic kind of point of view. So I very much enjoy it. And I suggest anyone who's not watching Bel Air, give it a try. Because even even my my significant other who genuinely genuinely doesn't like any other any of the things I watch, you know, she doesn't like nowadays professional wrestling. She likes the old school stuff, not current wrestling. It doesn't matter the promotion. She doesn't care for it. Uh power she couldn't get into. But this right here, she was like Bel Air, I like this. She was like, "This is this is my vibe." So if I can convince her to watch it, a lot of y'all should too. Nice. Oh yeah, I definitely intend to. I've seen enough uh, about it that it, I'm I'm definitely interested. I might do the thing though, where like once they all come out, I'll just spam every or uh, stop That's spam, smart. Uh, just binge everything. Um, because I'm doing the same thing right now for uh, what there's there's another there's something else that's airing right now. We uh the the Pam and Tommy thing. Um, oh, I still haven't still haven't started watching that. I need to. Yeah, me either. I think they're like five episodes in, and I think they're doing a total of like six or eight or something. Like it's not okay. too much longer. So I'm waiting till that's over, and then I'm just gonna watch all of them. Um, the 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 my my main claim to fame with this was I didn't I avoided everything that had to do with Breaking Bad until the show ended, and then I watched the whole thing in like three days, like the entire series. Um, I love it. I like do I like doing the binge watching thing if I can. Now Mighty Ducks Game Changers was different. I stayed up till you know, literally the morning to watch those because of just the Mighty Ducks fandom. But that's that's me with power. Power. Oh, okay. I wait. I wait to because it drops on Saturday at midnight because the episode airs on Sunday night. But I I wait till midnight and I turn on my power. I start watching. Yeah, there you go. So. I'm trying to think if there's anything like worth talking about that I watched this week, just to give a shout out to. Um, I did watch Major League Two for the first time since I was a kid wow. the other day because I watched the original a couple months ago. Um, and it's wild because like the original is rated R and the sequel is PG. So like, yeah, it, it, I know I was surprised too. So like, and it made sense as I was watching it. It's like a very nerfed version of of Major League, but there's still enough stuff like and know once again i'm not like defending all this i just need to preface it we talk a lot about like you know words that were used and stuff that was done back in like the 90s or the 80s or the 70s or whatever and it sounds like kind of like a almost like a blanket statement or a cop-out to be like well times have changed but it's like that legitimately is true even when you watch a movie like major league two most of the language or a lot of the language they use wouldn't even be allowed. Like it'd be probably an R-rated movie just based off the, the some of the words they use in that movie that like were okay to use back in the nineties. And there and once again, not that this is like illegal or anything, but like all these people are like smoking cigarettes everywhere and stuff. And it's like I don't care if people smoke cigarettes. It's, that's on you if you want to do that. But now it's like you would never have a PG movie where like the main characters are standing around smoking cigarettes and stuff. You just wouldn't because like yeah. they'd be promoting cigarettes to kids because it's a PG movie. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just little things like that that I keep in mind when I watch old stuff and I'm like, man, times have changed a lot. And it just you just kind of it just kind of puts it in perspective when I watch that kind of stuff. Like one of my favorite movies ever is the original Bad News Bears. 
and that's a PG movie, and that would not be allowed to be made in 2021. Like there are there, there are kids dropping n bombs in that, and they're yeah. insane. I mean, but it was like the 70s or whatever. So like, and once again, this wasn't okay, but it was like this is a PG movie that like literally would not be allowed to be. It would be beyond rated R right now. Like different world. Different world we're we're staying in. Even the the episode we're talking about today, I don't I don't know if like ne- a network television or Nick or Team Nick today would play Time Stand Still. Like it's even different from like 15 years ago. Regardless, even talking about like you're talking about 40, 50 years ago. Like even t- 15, 10 years ago, a lot of the television that we watch when we were younger wouldn't be accepted nowadays. Yeah, this one might be viewed as like too controversial, like because it was it was very controversial even when it happened. But like now nowadays, especially, um, like yeah, I don't. It's it's definitely a heavy episode, but uh, but yeah. So that said, you know, Major League Two is it was all right. It wasn't terrible, but it was all right. I thought the original was way better. Um, and I have not watched Major League Three back to the minors since I was a kid either. I just I got to find it. I'll, just to you know whatever but um yeah i can't I, I i don't know if there's anything else that i watched this week that's like really worth bringing up i, I did re-watch that crime and penalties documentary that i told you about a while ago did you ever wind up watching that with the hockey team no i still haven't watched it yet dude it's on netflix i i could not recommend that any higher to anybody especially to you because I'm- that's the one that's literally the 17 year old who is gifted a hockey team because he is a this it's being funded by the mob his dad's like this big time mobster so like he gets a hockey team and this guy only got into hockey because of the mighty ducks and he was a massive wwf fan so like it's him literally trying to create like a wwf style hockey team that just beats like they don't even play hockey most of the time. It's like the 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 puck drops and they just take their gloves off and start fighting the other team. It was more about like surviving than like playing hockey. It was hardcore awesome. hockey. Absolutely. Yes, it was so awesome. So I rewatched that the other day too. I, I I I think it's like an hour hour and a half long, but it is so good. Um, that that's my recommended viewing for USP three. If, if you got nothing to watch today, like you'll you will thank me for for telling you to check this out like this is right up your alley i gotta so. watch that and the kanye documentary on uh netflix i think the only show i'm currently watching is ozark on netflix and that's with my good friend jimmy macaram over on his youtube channel uh we do reactions to that show we just finished our reactions to peacemaker what a series that was like my that's arguably one of my favorite series on television that I've seen in recent memory. Like that was so good, so funny, so creative, so original. So yeah, I Peacemaker definitely gets an A for me. So that's that's pretty much the only things I've been watching as of late. Gotcha. Well, cool. Um, we can jump on into this interview so y'all can see me, SP3, and Amanda. Um, we recorded this <coughs> uh, earlier this week. And it's about an hour or so long. So uh, me and SP3 are going to disappear for a minute. We'll be keeping an eye on the chat. And uh, um, yeah, we'll be back here afterwards. And then we'll uh, we'll wrap the show up. And then we'll jump over to both of our Twitch channels. And we were, we're going to watch these episodes. So um, you're going to hear us talk in depth about our feelings on Time Stand Still Parts 1 and 2. This is 
of course, the episode that is, or the two-part episode that is infamous because it involves the shooting of Jimmy Brooks, a.k.a. Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Drake, and uh, puts him in the wheelchair uh, going forward and stuff. So um, we're going to actually, we'll talk about that right here. You're about to see that conversation. And then once again, we'll come back, say goodbye. And then anyone who wants to join us and move on over to our Twitch channels afterwards, we will watch the two-part episode together. So without any further ado, here is myself, SP3, and Amanda Raithman talking about Degrassi, The Next Generation, Time Stands Still. Hello, everyone. This is the interview portion of this episode of Degrassi Dudes with myself and SP3, and we are joined by Amanda Raithman, Kay Fabulous from Twitter, who is not only a Degrassi fan, she is an authentic Canadian joining the show. So we're going to talk about some episodes that she chose, and mm-hmm. they are the Time Stand Still episodes where Jimmy famously gets shot, and yeah, big, big episodes for the show. But before we get into it, how you doing, Amanda? Thanks for joining us on the show. Oh, I'm doing good. How about you guys? Thanks for having me, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're trying to get anyone involved that enjoyed Degrassi growing up, especially. We're getting more people into the show, especially now because, like, the reboot is happening next year. Oh, yeah. So the timing was kind of perfect. We were we were already doing the podcast, mm-hmm. and then uh, we were a few weeks in, and then this news came out that it was going to be brought back in 2023. So we're like, cool, we already had a Degrassi show, and then maybe next year when everyone's, like, searching about Degrassi, Mm-hmm. They'll come across our show when the new show comes out, and then we'll maybe get more people joining in. And it, but it's even better when we get people like you that are in the same boat as me and SP3, where mm-hmm. like we're we're like the age of like the kids that were in this show. So like we were, you know, and we were like high school age kids, like when they were in high school and stuff. So like we have a lot of uh we have a lot of attachment to the show for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. and even like 20 years later, as like we're talking right now 25 or 15 years later whatever it is um it's still like one of those shows that like if you if you were into it back in the day it could have either been a guilty pleasure or your favorite show or whatever but like it's a show you definitely remember uh all these years later oh yeah definitely and i mean being from toronto as well like we would me and my friends we would go and like watch where they were filming it we would go to the high school all the time And like seeing the characters like now thinking about it, they weren't like celebrities to us just because like it's a local show. They're from Toronto. We see them all the time downtown. So it wasn't as like a celebrity thing for Torontonians. We've heard that a few times on this show, like people talking about that, that if Mm -hmm. they were from Canada, just like wasn't a big deal. And there were so many people apparently that like lived locally that were a part yeah. of the show like if you were like if you were nearby and they needed like extras or people to do this or that like so apparently you meet people all the time they're like oh yeah i worked on degrassi or i was on degrassi oh, but, all the time <laughs> but it became a big thing in the states mainly i think because of uh like the network it was on at the time when we were in high school when it was like on the end which was like the nickelodeon yeah. uh like the like the Offshoot. premium nickelodeon yeah kind of mm-hmm. and uh they used to marathon the show here in the States. So like you'd, we'd watch on like a Friday night and they would air like an entire season straight. So if you got into it, you could just binge. And it was, this was basically binge watching before binge watching got like super popular through Netflix. It was like, was like doing this with Degrassi. Same thing for you, right? SP three. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was on like Friday night. That's a, it's like episode after episode. I remember I really got into it like the end of season three and they just played all the previous seasons. So you were all caught up before season four started. So that was just like the perfect thing. But like, how is it for for you? Like looking back on it, like years later, being from Canada, like how like some people view Degrassi as like this huge thing. And it's kind of like it, it was kind of like your backyard, basically. Yeah, for me, I never thought of it as such a big thing until I would meet Americans and they would be like knowing all these things about Toronto and it's only from Degrassi. <laughs> and that's what they tell me. They're like, oh, yeah, it's because I watched Degrassi and I saw this. And da, 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 da. I was like, oh, my God, I guess this show is like bigger than I expected it to be. Because for me, it was just come home after school, turn on the television, watch an episode of Degrassi, have a snack, do my homework. <laughs> That's awesome. That's kind of like it was for us, but like in the US and just like watching it for like five hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it was kind of like that for me being in like New York for like different like reality shows, like like the real world back to New York. Like when yeah. this became big in wrestling, I was like, Dude, I used to walk by him on the street when I was like 11, 12 years old when he was on Real World. So like, yeah, I, I understand that. Like I get, I like that kind of perspective where it's kind of like these people are not that big to you at first, but mm -hmm. when you hear it from other people, it becomes bigger. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, as we were talking before we started recording and we're kind of, before we get into the actual episodes, we were talking a little bit about how Drake is, you know, the main mm -hmm. focus of the episodes we're going to talk about because he does get shot by Rick in like mm -hmm. one of the most famous, infamous, you know, scenes in the history of the show. But how wild is it not only being a fan of Degrassi for you, but also, you know, Canadian and like you, you like known of this guy for like forever. And now he's like the biggest, most famous person in the world, which is just wild. Yeah. So like anybody from Toronto, knows Drake, but they know him as Aubrey Graham from Degrassi. He was never Drake the rapper, Drake the hottest guy in the world. He was always just Jimmy Edwards or Aubrey. And that's how everybody knew him. So it's it's wild sometimes to think of like, oh, I remember him as like a kid as if I, I knew him, but I didn't. But just watching him on Degrassi, I'm like, oh, remember when he did this? Da, 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 da. And now he's like rapping everywhere. <laughs> yeah that's how that's how it is for me too and i think for sp3 also like no matter how famous drake gets he's always gonna be just jimmy from degrassi like yeah yeah and it's we it's still weird to me as crazy as, as it is because i guess at this point i've probably he's probably been like quote unquote drake longer than he was jimmy or pretty close i mean he was mm -hmm. he was jimmy on the show for a long time but now he's been like you know at the top of like you know the, the fa levels of fame that he's been at for like a long time now, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's just bizarre seeing like, it's, it's still weird to me as, as this is going to sound so weird, but to see him standing eye level or above people, <laughs> because I got so used to seeing him in the wheelchair for so many years. Like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be fun, but I'm serious. Like, because even when you go back and you watch like old episodes of Degrassi, like before he gets shot, Mm -hmm. And then, like, you see he's, like, taller than, like, most of the like, other characters is looking down at people when he's talking to them. But I just have it so in my head that I see him so much in a wheelchair, always mm -hmm. from that angle of him looking up at people that, like, I, I just, I'll, I'll never, I don't know. It's just something about that. But me and me and SP3 have also said 
one of the biggest things they could do for the reboot would be not only to get Drake in for an episode, but if he's walking, like if we find out Jimmy can walk again, yeah, that would be like one of the biggest like uh, like uh, thumbs up so you can give like a reboot. I think if they did something like that. I would hope that they get, I mean, it would be stupid of them not to try and at least get Drake to be on that show, but. I think there's a good chance, right? He's a busy right? man. Yeah, a yeah, busy man for sure. But I think we were talking about it the other week. Isn't he uh, SP3? He's involved with, with like Euphoria on HBO. Yeah. So like it's totally possible. His Degrassi is going to be on HBO as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully that's a part of the process. Like they, they them renewing it hopefully they have some sort of guarantee that they'll they'll get him at least a little bit for it yeah he's executive uh producer for euphoria and euphoria you could tell has like a little touch of uh degrassi in it too so you could see that kind of like a lot of people say kind of see the similarities between those two shows but one thing i wanted to ask amanda before we get into like the episode and mm. you know you you choose in this episode one i wanted to ask you it's like a two-part question uh, were you watching, you know, Degrassi actively when this episode like first premiered? And two, what was your feelings of the Jimmy Brooks character going into this episode? Um, so yeah, I was actively watching this episode, and I mean, this is an episode that stands out to anybody that's been in high school, just because it's dealing with the school shooting. Um, and you see Jimmy, and you see his character develop as like. He's a popular kid and you see him taking uh, Rick like kind of under his wing and like kind of protecting him, especially against Spinner, who's his best friend and he's standing up for him. So you do see this growth, but then, and you feel so bad when Spinner and I forget the other guy's name. Jay. Jay. Yeah. Jay are in the washroom and they set him up. And you're just like, oh my God, please don't let, I remember watching it and I was like, oh my God, if this actually happens. And then it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they also like tease that he's not going to do it. Like he, yeah. at first he, like he seems pretty dead set on, on doing the school shooting. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to a few people like Paige walks up to him and she's yeah. like, She's like, hey, I know we've been, you know, fucking with you and everything, but like, this is like, we didn't want this to yeah. happen. And like, uh, and, and, you know, he tried to kiss Emma and like, she rejected him. And like, he, it, and it just kind of like a few really bad things kind of happen in between him deciding he's not going to do it. And then like, goes to the washroom, he's getting cleaned off. And that's where they set him up. Um, yeah. And it's obviously, it's Jay's idea, but Spinner goes along with it. And yeah. then, and then he decides to do it right after that, thinking that Jimmy set the entire thing up. So, so Jimmy, the only guy out of that friends group who was actually who had changed his mind on Rick and like actually was standing up for mm-hmm. him at that point, he's the one who takes the takes the fall for everybody. Which was that was that was then that was scary too. I remember being in high school, sitting there by myself at home watching the episode, and like he actually shot Jimmy. I was like, no way, yes. like, yeah, like no way they're <laughs> actually doing this in this show right now because this was also pre JT getting stabbed. Like mm-hmm. there was a few big moments in the show that that people often talk about, but this was mm-hmm. like, I mean, it, it added that extra level of like you really didn't see that in teen shows ever up to that point something like an actual school school shooting being shown on the show you know what i mean yeah and i mean as being canadian 
obviously we have a lot of bullies. We're not a perfect country, but like being Canadian, we don't have school shootings. We've had in our whole history since like 1975 till now, I think we've had eight school shootings. And like, so for us, for that to be touched on by a Canadian show, I thought was a really big step for Canada because like it is something that happens. We can't just turn a blind eye because, oh, we're Canadian. This doesn't happen here. It's happening everywhere. It's something that needs to be talked about, especially with bullying. So for me, I thought that was a really important, important episode being a Canadian show. Yeah, that, that actually adds to it. And like, like Jensen said, uh, they're like, they're, like the soap opera type of like teen dramas touched mm -hmm. on it, but they never gave it like real consequence. Like the only one I can like really remember that kind of did a school shooting was like One Tree Hill, but the shooter was the only one who really got like shot and it was like a consequence to yeah. it. And with this one, not only did the shooter get shot, but Jimmy's in a wheelchair for the rest of the series. Uh, Sean is just mentally broken down because he's the one that has to make the save and save mm -hmm. the day. Emma's broken down and totally goes veers left completely after this episode. Yeah, uh, she starts hanging out with Jay in the ravine shortly it, after this. Exactly. Like, bracelets. Yeah. Exactly. Like everyone is affected in different ways out of this. That's why it's such an impactful episode. And probably in a lot of people's minds, it's like the best episode of Degrassi ever. Definitely. I would say so, just because it it is the most meaningful and impactful show, especially to younger people to a younger audience of that age. It's something that we hear about all the time. Um, we don't necessarily see it because nobody's portraying it. So it was definitely the most important episode, I think. Yeah, and, and to your point, SP3, about uh, changing characters, not only did it put Jimmy in the wheelchair, it also like forced him to kind of pivot the stuff that he was passionate yeah. about because he mm -hmm. couldn't play basketball anymore. He could play wheelchair basketball, but like he didn't have the same feeling about that. Like his dad was kind of like trying to push him towards continuing to play basketball, but he was really discovering he was more of like an artist and like a musician and like all this other stuff. So like, yeah, I, that's a good point you made about like, about how this actually had consequences. And most shows mm -hmm. up to this point, you're right. A lot of the time it would be like, none of the main characters would get affected by something like this. And this actually did change the trajectory of like the actual characters on, mm -hmm. on the show, which was, yeah, this is, this is a, a huge, a huge moment. Like I said, the two moments I think that most Degrassi fans think of when you ask them, like, what are your main memories from this show? I think the two moments most people look at is Jimmy getting shot and, and JT getting stabbed because it like yes. was two things that happened to two main characters that like drastically changed like the trajectory mm -hmm. of the show. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with, with those. And we didn't, I didn't even bring up the, one of the main characters that this had to change after this was Spinner because yeah. he had to go on a whole, basically what, two season uh, redemption <laughs> arc after this, <laughs> had to go through friendship club and everything. So yeah, this was like, this had a ripple effect for the rest of the series. And mm -hmm. why, in a lot of people's minds, like a lot of people will say season four is their favorite season. Uh, I, I like other seasons more, but definitely if I was to give the argument for season four, it would come down to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Spinner. Yeah. That was, 
I was at a four on this show. If I was Jimmy, I would have never forgiven Spinner for being involved in that. Like, oh my God, no. <laughs> no. But, but, How would you forgive somebody for that? I, I, know, I know. Like you, you, and here's the thing. He can't ever know exactly what that conversation was like, but mm. he knows for sure Spinner went along with whatever the plan was and that got him shot. So like, yeah. so it's, yeah. And then, cause same with Jay, like Jay winds up being like, friends with all these people eventually and winds up like i think he it's heavily implied he marries manny by the end of the series and yeah. all this stuff and like i don't know it's just funny like how that that's maybe a downside of y'all in canada amanda is like maybe a little too forgiving like i don't know if the message should be like for I, i'm all for forgiveness but like i don't know if like you get shot and paralyzed if like you should forgive that that guy who who, who did that yeah, basically um, Basically, Jens is saying that the message he got is the Canadians are the nicest people ever. <laughs> they they really are. I mean, they're way more trustworthy than Americans, I think. Um, you know, I think a lot of people there probably feel safe, you know, leaving maybe their car door unlocked in most areas and like don't like you don't do that around here, at least where I'm from. Like, you know, yeah, same with you in New York. You SP3, like we're I'm we're in Atlanta in New York, so like it's it's pretty rare that anybody just like leaves their car it basically if you leave your car unlocked where i'm from and someone like steals stuff out of your car like they like you're not a victim to most people it's just like you're an idiot for not locking your car um but okay, uh, we're not like like we're not like pleasantville over here <laughs> we do have crime and we do have bad bad things happen all the time but like we don't leave our doors shoot. unlocked <laughs> but but just like i'm like my point really more so is like basing off you saying like in a perfect world there'd be zero school shootings obviously but you said there's maybe like eight in like the history of canada or whatever yeah we've I had researched. oh yeah oh man i can't it's <laughs> probably been some this year that we just don't even talk about because like it's just like almost yeah it's so sad that it's like as common as it is that like mm -hmm. you just hear it and you're like well there's another one we got to talk about gun laws and whether or not people should have guns and at the end of the day it's like I don't know how we fix the problem, but for whatever reason, like it's way worse here than it is. I mean, y'all are connected to us. Like how yeah. can it be that much different between you and us when it comes to this kind of stuff? Um, I know y'all going through some other stuff right now too, though. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I've been, I, 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 I just kind of see little snippets on the news of kind of, so I know Canada isn't perfect and y'all have you know problems going on there as well, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know. In general, I feel like Canadians are, are friendlier and more trustworthy than Americans are. That's just that's just the feeling that I get. Do you think yeah. you feel the same SP3? I mean, being American, do you think you think Canadians are probably more probably nicer people overall? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I have family from Canada, so I know like they're yeah they they're very nice individuals. Uh so. Yeah, that's and that's the message that comes across a lot in in Degrassi in general, with a lot of uh, friendships being forgiven for a lot of stuff that I've stopped talking to people for. <laughs> yeah, well, and and his thing, they all cheat on each other. I don't know if that's yes. a Canadian thing, um, but like on Degrassi, that's like a every, high school. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm I'm just kidding, but that's something we talk about a lot here on the show is. No matter who you're talking about, even the most wholesome of wholesome characters on this show, even like Liberty Van Zant, like yes. all of them on the show cheat on somebody throughout the series. So like nobody is like is like a squeaky clean, like perfect character. No. But it also, I mean, to be fair, like you said, Amanda, that really is more of a high school thing. Like that's pretty common just yeah. in high school in general. Like you date people and like you're not really in love with them. And like you, yeah, you're you know, young, like, you're dumb. Young. You just... Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, but but then again, if you if you got me shot, like I'm not going to be hanging out with you ever again, or no, like never. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Never. Uh, yeah. So I I did take the liberty here, pun intended, of of going to Wikipedia and going to uh, look up Degrassi times hand still, so we can talk about kind of different parts of the uh, two part episode here. So. I have the uh, the the. This is just from Wikipedia, so I I can't I can't stand by if any of this is correct, all of it. But I I will know because I've watched this episode enough times. Uh, it says here, part one, a full year after his abuse sent his girlfriend Terry into a coma. Rick is still being bullied by the students of Degrassi, including Spinner, Jay, and Jimmy. Rick, however, has made friends with Toby and Emma, and develops a crush on the latter. He also becomes a contestant on the popular school trivia show, Whack Your Brain, with Toby and Emma. That was another thing I wanted to ask, Amanda, is, uh, you know, not just your feelings on Jimmy Brooks before these episodes, but Rick Murray, the uh, the person who abused, you know, Terry in season three and that whole story. And then when he's reintroduced into season four, what was your feelings on him and how he was treated by the students at Degrassi? Well, I I haven't watched the show since I was in high school, which was so long ago. Um, so I completely forgot about the whole uh, Terry abuse thing. Um, but I mean, you see that he had like he's crying for help. He goes to the principal's office. You see that he's clearly being bullied. Um, it is an issue where teachers, principals don't really take it as seriously as they should, and and resulting in what happened. But also one of the things that really bugged me was pinning it on Emma just because she was nice to him. And then he, he manifested it into whatever he thought that was just a little from just being simply nice and thinking that he, she loved him. And then when he tries to kiss her and she says no, then he's blaming it on her. Yeah. Yeah, that was super uncomfortable because he gets in so close that she gets like the yellow paint on her clothes. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is just, yeah, just not a, yeah. That, that And here's the, at the end of the day, to be honest, if I was looking at this from like a realistic standpoint, and maybe once again, this is just to like the friendliness of Canadians or like the good, the goodwill that, that they have in each other. If you went to, my school basically and like you were known as the reason that like one of our friends like if some girl at the school doesn't go to this school anymore and she's in a coma because you were hitting her like there's mm. no way you'd ever be let back into that school no. like it doesn't matter like how much you're trying to yeah. change all this stuff like you yeah. are expelled like there were kids from my that from my high school that got expelled for much less than what you know rick had done to terry so that was one thing that i always thought was a little strange was like the situations they put some of these kids in where it's like, yeah, I get the message of forgiveness and people changing and stuff, but there's also like certain things that I feel like you don't need to, uh, uh, you know, I, I feel like if, if you don't like Rick because of what he was doing to Terry, like mm -hmm. you don't have to, uh, uh, he's not owed an apology by, by those people in my opinion. You know what I mean? No. And that's like another thing, like, there's definitely there's consequences in canada like you we're not allowed to like go around and beat people and then we're like oh it's okay he's canadian we can get the pass <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> no no <laughs> in real life if a kid was beating another student they would definitely be expelled 
Yeah. So and the, the person I felt the, the worst for, to be honest, during all this was Rick's mom. Because mm, yeah. she's like so proud of him for like making friends finally. But that was the thing with him was like he just had, I hate to say it, he just kind of had a screw loose. Like there was something about his mentality where it was like he would, with Terry, obviously all the aggression and hitting her and all that stuff and everything that led to. And then the Emma thing, like her just being nice to him, like this yeah. switch goes off where like, oh, she mm -hmm. must be in love with me. Jimmy's like just basically not bullying him anymore. Not really being his friend, but just not even bullying him. And he's like telling his mom, like me and Jimmy are best friends. And like, he, he it's like, he really like it's went from like yeah. zero to a hundred in like all these situations, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. there was something off about that. He takes the, the, the smallest form of sincerity and like blows it up into this big thing and makes it into a lot bigger than it really intends to when it's really empathy or sympathy a lot exactly. of the time. So mm -hmm. Emma's it, like, I pitied you. And then he's yeah. like, Oh, you pitied me. I'm gonna shoot you. It's mm -hmm. like, what? Like, yeah, how did that how did that happen? Like like yeah. the one thing I think they could have done is talk a little bit more about his home life to kind of give him the reason because like it I feel like there was something there because you know we don't know what happened to his father you see the type of relationship his mother where she's very like coddling him and stuff like that there was more there where they could have gone a little bit more episodes before we eventually get here we were always gonna get here but yeah we could have gone maybe a few more episodes where we just see him at home to kind of explain and then first you know we got sympathy on him by the kids of Degrassi kind of going overboard with the bullying like it was one thing to be mad that he's here and what he did to Terry but they went overboard with like throwing him in the trash and all that other stuff but that got him sympathy but you couldn't 100% get sympathy on him as a viewer if you remember what he did to Terry so that I feel if they focus more on the home life, it would have gave him that further sympathy for the fans. I also think it's the timing. Like back then, nobody really talked about mental health. If they were to do yeah. this episode now, the mental health would have been played in a lot more as to why, why there was the shooting. You would have seen that backstory of, cause you're right. There was definitely some, a screw loose with him. You could tell. So I think that would have also been a focus of the story if they did the, the episode nowadays. Yeah. And, and to your point earlier about like the, like the principal Radich and uh, like not, not do anything about it. I think now a lot more of the blame, obviously the majority of the blame mm -hmm. goes on Rick, you know, for doing it. But I think a lot more of the blame would have went on the adults who like yeah. all mm -hmm. saw this. Time. Even Snake who didn't have anything to, to do with this was like, when he's talking to, to Radich after it happens, he's like, all the signs were there. He kept coming to you. No one did anything about it. And yeah. it's like, well, Snake didn't do anything about it either. But like, what was he supposed to do? Like, he went, like, this guy was going to the principal multiple times. And the principal, his mm -hmm. excuse was like, well, I have like a thousand students to, to, to mm -hmm. look after. So like, what's, what's one bad kid? You know, this is just, it basically made it sound like it's inevitable that stuff like this is just going to eventually happen every now and then. And it's like, mm -hmm. and Snake's like, this was completely avoidable. You know, and yeah. I think a lot, I think a lot of the blame would have went on the parents in like 2022 of the people being like, all these adults are all admitting that like they saw signs in this and just no one did anything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did like a little bit of like a tease of another school shooting uh, story on Degrassi Nest class, but like like Amanda said, they focus more on the mental health other person and you saw like the steady breakdown of mm -hmm. uh, it was Miles Hollinsworth's brother Hunter. 
and you saw like him making like a kill list and he got the gun and he went to school and like miles had to like kind of like talk him down from it and he didn't do it so they did that more where they focused there i wish they could have blended both of these together and it would have fleshed everything out a little bit more um yeah but Let's continue with uh, this this uh, Wikipedia description. I'm sure we're <laughs> going to find a mistake soon. Uh, Rick gets revenge on Spinner and Jay by spray painting an X on the door of both of their cars. Uh, Spinner, Jay, Alex, and Sean meet up and discuss the incident. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spinner wants to tell Principal Radish, though Sean reminds him that if they tell Radish, he's going to want to know why Rick uh, vandalized their cars. Spinner changes his mind, but assures his, uh, assures his revenge on Rick. Uh, so I, I, I almost forgot this part. You guys have seen this episodes recently. I hadn't, but uh, I for almost forgot that he did do the X on the car. What, what was y'all uh, feelings on those scenes there? I didn't think it was like as bad as a like if he wrote like a like a comment or like a a nasty word on the car, but like just like an X on the door. I was just like, does that warrant what you just did? I don't really know. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. That and see, that's kind of a. It's similar years later when they do the story with. Fitz and Eli where like they're going back and forth and there's multiple times that one or the other could have easily just like squashed the beef but like mm -hmm. instead of like actually apologizing and just getting over it they would always retaliate again and they just kept escalating and escalating with mm -hmm. this it was kind of the same thing where it's like if you're Rick I think there's part of you that has to be like all right I get why I'm getting treated like this I mean I put their friend into a coma I'm the one trying to like change and, and make good and like get you know but at the same time he also needs to kind of stand up for himself too because if he doesn't do something mm -hmm. it's probably just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse um and the exes like you said amanda nothing like that serious especially because they also mention almost immediately that they can just like wash it off their car with water like yeah really easily like it yeah. wasn't like they were like some like permanent irreplaceable type thing they did or like they didn't scratch it into the car Exactly. Right. Like, true. Yeah, they could have keyed it. Um, but I honestly, th and, th and I'm glad you brought up that that uh, uh, that point SP three about like they did they did contemplate just going to the principal about it right then. And if they would have done that, I mean, who knows how he would have reacted? Considering he basically just told uh, Rick something along the lines of like, "Yeah, like figure out how to get along." You know, I don't care. Um, mm -hmm. 
he might have said the same thing to to Spinner and been like, y'all just figure it out amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. But there's also the chance that if he goes to the principal, then the principal takes it seriously. And he's like, okay, that same kid who came to my office was talking about this. He's the one who did that to these kids. There must be a good reason why he's like retaliating. Like, what are these kids actually doing to bully this kid to begin with? And maybe that, that leads to the trickle down of like, just fixing the problem. But of course, you know, Sean's going to want to, you know, handle it in the streets. You know, Jay is the same kind of way. Uh, Spinner's just, you know, Spinner just doesn't know what to do because he's just going to, he constantly changes throughout the whole show. He's like a yes. chameleon where like, depending he's on what's like going a, on. He's like a big show. He goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. No he, one had more face and heel turns than Spinner Mason. For sure. And, and, and he's like a chameleon, you know, it's like yeah. when you're, uh, you know, one day he's got the, the half shaved, half long hair, haircut thing. And he's hanging out with Jay and he's like this, this badass or whatever. And then the next thing you know, he's with Friendship Club, and he's got like the nice haircut. He's all clean cut, and he's hanging out with the little good Christian group, um, or whatever. We got two Jews on the show, by the way, today. So uh, me and Amanda. So you know, shout out to the uh, shout out to Drake. We we're talking about him today. He's Jewish as well. Um, yep. and I think I think Spinner is as well. His last name's Kipple, which sounds very Jewish to me. Yeah, um, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, that all being said, uh, yeah, I, I, that that's a good point. Is like. Uh, so it's like on one hand, Rick, I get why he's trying to stand up for himself, but he also is just making it worse by like mm-hmm. continuing it by, by because basically an X means like a target as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. Like you put an X on my car, like, what are you like, what are you doing? Like you coming after me? Like mm-hmm. now I've got to retaliate again. Cause now you've told me you're going to attack me basically. So, um, but on one hand, I wish Rick would have just kind of taken the bullying and then like, because I'm not saying it's good to bully people, but in this particular scenario, he kind of, he did deserve it. And I think that had he just stayed the course and just dealt with the bullying a little bit longer and not retaliated, Jimmy was already coming around on being a friend of his. And if he could have got Jimmy on his side, I think eventually everybody else would have really softened up a lot more and not been nearly as bad on Rick. The more that he became friends with like Jimmy and, and uh, Emma and Toby and like some of these characters that were like really well liked by everybody. Maybe mm-hmm. that would have been his chance yeah. of like the bullying ending. People probably would have never liked him, but he probably would have stopped getting thrown in trash cans and stuff. At yeah. the very least. At the yeah. very least there. Uh, we got, it says now, uh, due to his intelligence, especially in sports, uh, Jimmy is placed on the Whack Your Brain team by Archie Simpson uh, after one of the contestants gets sick with mono. Both Jimmy and Rick defeat Archie's, uh, detest Archie's decision, and Rick attempts to convince Radish to get Jimmy off it off the team. Rick is quickly dismissed by Radish, who claims Rick should try to make a better relationship with Jimmy. Rick is discouraged by this, but he and Jimmy soon start to get along. Meanwhile, Joey, struggling with financial troubles, is attempting to sell his house to Craig's dismay. When Joey's uh, real estate agent gets can't get the house sold craig decides to call joey's ex-girlfriend sydney who is an an enterprise in real estate though joey is upset with sydney's reappearance greg believes sydney will sell the house for good money during the open house caitlin uh comes back from africa and asks why sydney's name is on the lawn i've totally forgot this side uh mission that they did here <laughs> 
with uh, Joey and his uh, house. But uh, first, uh, what did y'all think with the we we we've been talking about it with Radish kind of just blowing off uh, Rick after Jimmy is put on the team, but they start to get along because you know Jimmy knows his sports, Rick knows everything else. They make a good team with the uh, the whack your brain team there, Amanda. I mean that I agree with Radish like. If you're on a team, doesn't matter your outside opinions, you should just work together. So I do agree that he, he did the right thing in pushing Rick to just work as a team with Jimmy. That sense, I do think that he was right. And yeah, you can't have it all such a heavy episode. You need a little lightness with Joey and Caitlin and Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that whole thing where... That's yeah, that so I don't like Caitlyn at all. But like this was during this was during the time where she was okay. But yes. like she was such a polarizing character for me. And like but it it was cool that she it was cool and weird how she how this all happens. Cause like Joey can't afford his house anymore. Mm. He Craig gets Sydney, who is Joey's ex-girlfriend. Like so, like your your essentially stepson, half son. I'm not sure. Stepson, your stepson reached out to your ex girlfriend yeah. to sell your house for you, <laughs> and now your current girlfriend has bought your house from your your ex. There was there was a lot of acknowledgement of season three in this episode because in season three, like I think like the first half of the season is kind of devoted to the side storyline of this love triangle between Joey, Sydney, and Caitlin. And you know, fan, longtime fans of Degrassi wanted Joey and Caitlin to be together. They like the iconic couple from Degrassi High. They wanted them to finally get together. They get together, they're all doing well. And then, you know, Caitlin with her job has to go away. So you don't really get any of them really together for a lot of like the end of season three into season four. And then you get this, it was kind of like, Oh, let's just throw this in. So everybody from Degrassi is in town when this this tragic incident happens. That's right, because also because she, her job is to report the news. Yeah, and mm -hmm. so she's right there, and she's like gets on the scene real quick to see what's going on at the school. That's right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that, I, I think that was like another reason why they just had to add them in here. Uh, at the televised Whack Your Brain show, the Degrassi team is tied with Northern High School. For the final round, uh, the team chooses Rick to go up. Rick ends up beating Northern, thus winning the game. While Rick celebrates his win on stage, Spinner, Jay, and Alex prank Rick by pouring a bucket of yellow paint and feathers on him in front of the audience. The audience laughs, humiliating uh, Rick. Leaving school in shock, Rick is approached by Emma who hands him the trophy and assures him he's the smartest guy in school. Rick kisses Emma. Emma is disgusted and angrily states she only befriended Rick because she felt pity for him. Dejected, Rick goes home and discover, discovers his parents are not there. He pulls out a box from a drawer, opens it, and finds his father's gun. Yeah, and that's the end of that episode there. It's mm -hmm. like That's how the episode ends, and I remember that when it aired originally and being like next week he's gonna shoot the school oh yeah. my god 
Like, because all you see is like the stills. I remember it. Like, all you saw is like the stills and with Mm -hmm. the gun in the skull. You saw him, like, him approaching Jimmy. You saw him, him approaching Sean and Emma. That's all you really saw. So, you didn't know who he shot. You didn't know what he did. It was like crazy. Yeah, it was quite the cliffhanger. (sighs) Oh my God. Yeah. So, all that stuff leading to it. I mean, that they even explain it like when when rick's in the bathroom which we'll talk about in a second for i guess the next episode of this but like mm-hmm. um it, they even the way that they explain it they're like yeah the way that jimmy you know missed all those easy sports questions and you know good thing you know we got he, he convinced rick to you know be the one to do the final round because like then that that's how like we, we, could, we couldn't have done it without jimmy on the inside yeah. is basically yeah. like what they say and it's like oh my god like and, it, and what sucks so much about it too is like you can tell throughout the 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 competition, like Rick's getting along with everyone. Like even the even his enemies are like cheering for him in the audience. They're like yeah. clapping because like he's winning it for the school and like he's actually really impressive and like his, you know with all the stuff he knows mm-hmm. and uh, and like he's like feeling good about it and everything. And then like when you know Jay is, uh, you know when he when he finds out that you know. Well, actually, before before the the pain happens, they're in the bathroom then too, and it's like Jay's like, "Hey, it's all cool. Like, we're we're good. We're gonna stop messing with you." And and so like now Rick's in this headspace of like, "I'm making friends. My enemies are cool with me now. I just won this big thing for the school. Like, I'm on top of the world. Like, things are finally getting better." And mm-hmm. then the paint and feathers yeah. drop on his head, and it's like he goes from like the the top of the mountain to like underground like immediately you know what i mean like just crushes them and i mean they did a really good job at even making the audience like us watching it forget everything that rick had done prior because they put it in that team setting and that he's winning it for the school and everything so you're like cheering him on just as much as the kids in the audience were so when it did happen and he gets the paint dumped on him you feel terrible for this guy who's not really a good guy but you still feel that empathy and the sympathy and just the complete humiliation that he's going through. Yeah, especially right after that. Like as the paint is like falling on him, they yeah. like there's like no other audio happening on the show. So you just hear like the splats of paint hitting him and like the feathers. And there, he's just he's not moving. He's just standing mm-hmm. there like in shock. And most of the people in the audience aren't even like some people start kind of giggling, but most yeah. of the people are like oh man like like they even they're like man this is fucked up like Mm -hmm. like like, you know like even they feel bad about about it at that point and there's there's only this and that's part of it too that was that i i picked up on is like there was only a couple laughs in that Mm -hmm. room like very few like very few people thought that that was funny yeah but in rick's mind as he's going through that all he's hearing is the laugh you know Yeah. yeah so those mm-hmm. are the those are the loudest. It's like when when we watch wrestling, when it's like not that many people, the boos are the louder than the cheers. Mm-hmm. They echo, they echo a little bit louder. That's how it was for Rick, especially in his head. He mm-hmm. just had yeah. all the laughs. Unless it's WWE, they they just pipe in whatever sound <laughs> yeah, they exactly. want the crowd to make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what Rick needs. He needs he needs Kevin Dunn in his head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rick, now the laughing stock of the school, uh, returns to Degrassi, still coated in feathers and paint, with his father's gun concealed in his backpack. Planning to get revenge on his bullies, Rick goes after Paige first. 
When Paige encounters Rick, she reveals that she thought the prank was sickening and that she is sorry. Mm-hmm. Rick decides not to take the, out the gun to shoot her. He apologizes for hurting Terry and leaves. While trying to clean himself up in the bathroom, Spinner and Jay trick Rick into thinking the prank was Jimmy's idea. Rick recommits to revenge. He approaches Jimmy, who is sympathetic towards him, informing him that he has his back uh, if he is bullied further. Rick retorts to Jimmy that he was lying to him all along and only pretending to be his friend. Jimmy is still unaware that Rick thought he set up the prank. Rick pulls out his gun and shoots Jimmy in the back, causing Jimmy to collapse to the fall to the floor. His unconscious body is then seen by Craig. So what did you guys think of like the kind of like the juxtaposition from him trying to like approach Paige and Paige kind of diffusing the whole situation to the bathroom with Spinner and Jay setting up Jimmy to Jimmy's words kind of going on empty ears, no matter what he had to say to Rick, Rick knew what he wanted to do. I think the scene with Paige really shows that like one person can make a difference in somebody's life. Like this kid was about to walk in, like walked into the school planning to kill this girl. And all she simply had to say was that she was sorry and that she thought that it was messed up. And that changed his whole view. Like he, from what it seemed like he was going to the bathroom, he was cleaning himself up. Like he's like, okay, they're sorry about this. And then you have Spinner and I forget his name again. Jay. 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 (laughs) Walk in and then it just completely reverts whatever just happened. And now he's back on his path, but this time it's towards who he thinks was his friend who turned on him. Yeah, and I think also part of this also shows like how screwed up everyone else thought it was for that to happen to Rick because mm-hmm. Paige is Terry's best friend and like mm-hmm. if she can feel sorry for this guy and like walk up and apologize to this guy yeah. then like he's really getting fucked with like to, to the level of like, you know, even, even the people that have the most reason to dislike Rick actually feel bad for Rick at that point. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't know. I don't remember, but like, was that one of the first times that he felt like showed remorse towards Terry by saying, sorry, I believe when he first comes back to school, he like tries, but Mm -hmm. it's also like he's very defensive about Mm -hmm. anything they have to say. So they don't really hear what he has to say. But I think like here was where he knew Paige would listen to him and he kind of got it, got it out finally. And and part of the problem, too, with with Rick at at that time was that he did he was like kind of apologizing throughout the time that he was abusing Terry. So like mm-hmm. his apologies was like, no one really wanted to hear. Cause it's like, I think, I think I remember too, Terry was like, tell, like they, they found out that, that this was going on. Like something was up between those two, but she was always like, no, like he's apologized. Like he doesn't really like that blah, blah, blah. And then like he did it and like, and it got worse and she hit mm-hmm. her head on the back of the rock and all that stuff. And uh, so at that time, especially, I think, no matter how much apologizing Rick would have done, they just weren't going to hear it. Cause it's like, dude, yeah, that's what Terry said too. And like, now look where Terry's at. So, yeah. Um, but this was, I think the first time that Rick said it. Cause when he says it to Paige, like this, this moment we're talking about, you know, Paige immediately 
just kind of like she doesn't like accept it but she's like she kind of nods and like walks away but it's the first time that I think that any of the characters did feel that he genuinely did feel bad about the entire thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was part of it too, was like, he talks to, he talks to um, Paige and he's able to say he's sorry and she apologizes. And like, I think that's a part of what leads him to not want to do it anymore too. Cause he's like, you know what, like, that was totally fucked up, like, what I did to Terry, I get why these people don't like me, like, at least the one that hates me the most apologized, and, like, mm -hmm. this whole thing sucks, but I can wash up, I can go home, and, like, you know, maybe things will get better, but, like, then he hears the conversation in the bathroom from, from Jay and, and Spinner, and it's, like, like mm -hmm. we've been saying, then the flip, the switch just flips again, and it, now it goes from, like, He's not interested in in killing, you know, Paige and, and getting revenge on like Spinner, Spinner and Jay. Now it's the the focus on Jimmy now because not only was Jimmy bullying him before, now in his mind he has tricked him into being his friend. Yeah, and now just he's to do this. Yeah, just to just to put him in this situation exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he felt betrayed by Jimmy, so that was like mm -hmm. the big difference for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but continuing on here, we get uh, Rick confronts Toby, Emma, and Sean next in the hallway. Rick is mad at Emma for uh, not reciprocating his feelings and stating that Emma played him and that she has now made his list. Sean tries to talk uh, Rick out of shooting Emma to no avail. When Rick points the gun at Emma, Sean attacks him and tries to point the gun away. They wrestle for the weapon, and during the struggle, it fires into Rick's stomach, killing him. Yeah. Classic. This, I will always say, this is Sean Cameron's defining scene of this entire series is when he does this, because this puts him in a nutshell. Like, he's the loner, but he's brave. But he will always stand up for one person, no matter what, and that's Emma. So they, this really put things back into perspective because they totally veered off of that in season three when he when he went slim shady with uh, Jay and, <laughs> and, and broke and, and broke up with. Well, he first broke up with Emma because he was with Emma right. at the start of season three. Went through mm -hmm. his whole bad thing, steals uh, Snake's laptop when he's going through chemotherapy with cancer. Then he eventually gets with that Amy chick. Who who winds up giving head to to Jay later on? Um, <laughs> then he then he breaks up with her, and then eventually Ellie starts his redemption. But the redemption arc is finally fulfilled in this moment. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, this was a. Uh, I remember my bro. For some reason, I remember my brother. Like when I watched the show, he he thought DeRossi was terrible. He's younger than I am. He just wasn't ever into it. But the only character he liked on the show was Sean Cameron for whatever reason, just because he mm -hmm. was like the guy who was like always trying to be like the tough guy or whatever. Yeah. And I remember when I watched this years ago and like we watched this this scene in, uh, of, of the show and he was like, oh, of course, like he's the one that killed the bad guy. Like of all the people, like the badass <laughs> is the one that killed the guy, um, you know, in self-defense. But um. You know, I and this also this winds up leading for Sean right after this to like go back to a Sega Beach and like reconnect with his family. And then you find out mm -hmm. more about his backstory and like kind of how you know these stories about Sean and you know the things he did in Wasega, like deafening that that kid in that fight and all this stuff. Like it wasn't ex things didn't go exactly how people thought they did for Sean. So you find out a lot more about Sean after this too. 
but he's treated like this big hero. But in reality, he just wishes like none of this would have ever happened. He doesn't like all the attention he gets after this for like being the hero. Yeah. Because I mean, regardless that you are, yes, he was a hero, but he's still a child that killed someone and one of, and not just someone, some like a classmate. So it is, that is a lot to deal with for, I would assume anybody. And that was, I think another good thing about Degrassi was Yes, they had the school shooting, but they didn't just leave it like a school shooting. The next episode, they touched on it. It like lasted for seasons as to what these kids are dealing with. Yeah, very true. Very mm-hmm. true. Yeah. yeah, this eventually leads on a path of Sean joining the army. So like this is Actually, very yeah. much uh, uh, a scene and a moment that gives him consequence for like the rest of this whole series. Uh, mm-hmm. But Next we got, following the incident, the school is put on a lockdown, though most of the students are unaware of what happened. In a classroom, Paige, Ellie, Alec, um, no, Paige, Ellie, Ashley, and Hazel learn about the shooting. Soon after, Hazel is pulled out of the class and is informed that Jimmy was shot. Meanwhile, Caitlin and Joey, who were initially discussing about Sydney and the house, also learn about the shooting. They quickly arrive at Degrassi, where the students are being released from the school. Caitlin stops news reporters from interviewing the students. Archie yells at Radish for not preventing Rick's bullying. Jay assures Alex that they will be fine and that nobody will find out, but Alex is regretful of her involvement. Spinner, filled with guilt and regret, tells Jay the authorities need to know who did it and how they could they could have killed Jimmy. Toby and Emma leave the school and are greeted by their parents. Toby discovers that Rick has died. Numerous students, including Emma, Ashley, Sean, Ellie, and Craig, watch the, sh- watch the news about the shooting. Paige and Hazel go to the hospital to see Jimmy and Toby and Emma tearfully embrace at a candlelight visual visual for Jimmy at Degrassi. Yeah, heavy stuff, man. I forgot this 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 whole thing changes Alex too because Alex stops all that bullying stuff after this and Mm -hmm. really goes on like the whole path to her redemption too. And and Jay, this was another one of the, there's a few times throughout this series that Jay says some of like just the coldest stuff I've ever heard on television to, to mm-hmm. people. And this was one of those where he's like, he's talking to Spinner and Spinner's like, they're, they gotta know, like, do we want to kill Jimmy? Like, this is a, this is serious. Like, I feel terrible about this, all this. And, and she's like, Jimmy's my best friend, man. And, and he's like, well, I think regardless of the outcome, he probably was your best friend. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, oh, thanks for oh. reminding me that he's either like if he's alive still, then like he probably never gonna like me again, or he might be dead. Yeah. yeah. So I guess either way, he probably isn't my best. Like Jay would say some of the coldest stuff on this show. Like this, he was the he was the main heel of this show for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, if, if it was me, like even if Jay told me not to say anything to the cops, I don't think I could not go through with it. I would simply just say that I was the one I said something in a bathroom, nobody else and take the fall because I wouldn't be able to live with that hanging on me. Yeah. Especially if he died. I mean, geez. And then like when you find out he's alive and he can't walk uh, ever mm-hmm. again, you know, because there's a, a handful of episodes where Spinner hasn't told him yet. And so like mm-hmm. he's helping Jimmy and Jimmy doesn't know. 
but then eventually he does tell him out of guilt and it's like and then that's when like the whole everything changes and spinner you know gets shunned from their friends group and they have to you know he has to work his way back in over time and all that stuff but yeah this was just this was this was dark like this whole thing was dark and then so i guess yeah at the end of this episode you don't know still what has happened to jimmy like into like you you is is that the end of the episode sp3 like the candlelight vigil and that's yeah yeah so you get a couple episodes of jimmy in the hospital i think uh i think craig is only the real the real one that we see like most of the scenes with uh jimmy in like the hospital recovering from all of this so he's the one who finds him in the school too um which yeah. is, which was, that was another thing that was a little confusing to me when I was watching this yesterday was so Jimmy gets shot and everybody runs the other direction, right? Because like someone shot a gun. Yeah. And then they show Toby, Emma, and Sean, and they slowly walk towards <laughs> the gun. Like, because, because obviously it's a TV show and like they're, they want to get to the scene of, of Rick confronting Emma, but like, and this was real. I, they, they'd be out of there. Like, yeah, walk they follow everybody the else. Yeah. They wouldn't yeah. be the only three people who are just like, stand still. Like what's, what's going on? What, yeah. what's going yeah, on? Yeah. I How found that like as a flaw for the whole shooting at part. Like when you look at them in the classroom and they're just kind of like, Oh, why are the doors locked? Like. It should have been like an announcement, like get under your desk. Like it was still two thousand and what seven, I think the episode aired. Like so, we should know that there's protocol about school shootings, <laughs> even though we're in Canada. Like we should know that you go under your desk. You don't just stand there and be like, "Yeah, what's I have going no on? idea what's going on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then that's also you know we we've talked about it on this show before, but the Hazel and Jimmy relationship like they were together for like forever and mm. they never really seemed to have a lot in common. And like, I'll just say it because we've talked about it before. It really seemed like they were just putting two people of color together in a relationship, mm-hmm. like just like to do it. Like they didn't really, cause like there's pretty much the moment that like Jimmy became like an actual character and like had his own like personality. They broke mm. the two of them up almost immediately. Yeah. And he started having relationships with people he had stuff in common with. And it was kind of like that on this episode. It just reminded me of that where it was like, hazel gets pulled out of the class and all this stuff and it almost reminded me like oh yeah they were a couple like you know you know you didn't really pay attention to them as a couple at all and now it's like oh of course hazel would be like super like, freaked out by this that didn't make sense like how are you on a lockdown but then somebody's just walking around and like pulls you out of class and be like hey by the way right jimmy got shot like aren't you either evacuated the school or you're on lockdown? <laughs> exactly. Like, That's a why, really good point. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I definitely agree with the whole Hazel and Jimmy thing. Like, yeah, they, they did not care about that whole... And honestly, they did not care about Jimmy giving Jimmy too much character before he gets shot. I think, like, him getting shot is when his character becomes very much interesting on the show. Literally, before he gets shot, I think I could say his whole, all of his character traits or all of the key moments in, like, two sentences. Like, he plays yeah. basketball, he's friends with Spinner, he went out with Ashley and Hazel. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He got more money than Spinner's family does because Spinner yeah. steals his iPod or whatever. Yes, like. he, he, and his parents work a lot. That's that's a pro. That's the, about it with his whole entire character until he gets shot. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing with Hazel was outside of like that one episode where she is like trying to pretend to be Jamaican because she doesn't want people to know that she's Muslim. Like there's, there's no, no character for Hazel outside of just yeah. being Jimmy's girlfriend. Like they don't do anything with her and she's on the show for forever too. Um, so yeah. this was probably the most interesting thing she did to be honest was like being there for Jimmy after he gets shot. But then when Jimmy like recovers they break them up pretty quick. Cause like I said, once Jimmy has like a character now and stuff to do, they're like, Oh, well we'll have him kind of chasing after Ashley or him dating Ellie or like stuff with like people that he had stuff in common with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hazel just kind of like, kind of, she was there, but she just kind of like became kind of a background character then just kind of fizzled out completely. So. Um, she was yeah, never really of, a memorable character ever yeah. on the show. She was mainly just like Paige's good friend and Jimmy's girl, boyfriend, or sorry, Jimmy's girlfriend and Paige's yeah. friend. That was pretty much she was pretty Paige's much sidekick for a lot of the show. So like, mm-hmm. they, it, none of her, they never really gave her a storyline outside of that one Muslim episode where she had kind of like an identity thing going on and then they never followed up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this was this was sad. This was sad stuff. I'll never forget watching this like as it aired back in the day. Like this was this was super memorable. And also another thing when it comes to to Drake, uh, you know, this is still people to this day will call him wheelchair Jimmy. You know what I mean? Like I hear people <laughs> say that all the time, and it's like that's where this started. For anybody who might not know, or like you know, you you've heard of Drake called wheelchair Jimmy and all this yeah. stuff. You know, he was on a show like. This is the episode that started all of that. So just for whatever it's worth. <laughs> yeah, it's Boy. crazy to think that he used to be able to walk around the streets of Toronto, like just casually being as like, just Jimmy, like people would only recognize him as Jimmy and not Drake. Now he can't walk around to Toronto anywhere. <laughs> no, oh, I'm sure. I Let me ask you this, Amanda, real quick. Um, when you watch this show as it was airing back in the day, who did you think, if you could guess, and don't say Drake, um, even if that is your answer, but who would you have guessed would have been like the biggest star to come out of this show, given like all like the talented kids that were involved? Because personally, I thought Spinner was going to be like a big star. Like I just, for whatever reason. Um, and I know like Nina Dobrev has gone on to become uh, pretty famous and and mm-hmm. uh, they've had some people that have broken out from the show. But like, who did you think was going to be kind of like a big breakout star from like the, this cast? I always thought it was going to be either Spinner or Paige. That was going to yeah. be the big ones. The crazy thing with Paige is if you watch any of her interviews, even like today, mm-hmm. that actress Lauren Collins, she sounds just like Paige. Like she isn't like <laughs> she isn't as like arrogant as Paige or whatever. Yeah. But like it's it's like you're hearing Paige Michael Chuck talking. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's funny. She's very similar <laughs> to the character in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. I wish she could still play the character to this day. That's one one of my favorites. The one I thought would be big was uh, Craig, Jake Epstein. Yeah, I thought especially because would... of his music. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he would have been a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he still I think is involved in music. Um, to some degree, he looks pretty much the same now as he did back then too. A lot of these characters look like you'd super recognizable still. Um, oh, yeah. when Drake when Drake did that I'm upset video and he brought like all the cast back. Did you watch that, Amanda? Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh that was really cool because like so many of them looked just like they did back in high school. Like that was awesome. Mark out mm-hmm. moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seeing Rick run down those halls again. 
and then the dudes are chasing <laughs> after him yeah that's awesome that's so good and then like uh snake is like smoking with uh with jay and silent bob in the office yes. and stuff it's like yeah that, that was that was wild only only um, thing i was disappointed in is that drake didn't do one of these moves oh man oh, if he would have made that a dance move that oh, would have been great <laughs> i wonder if they'll ever try to do something like that again like get everyone i mean hopefully for this reboot we see something like that like i think you... so because like yeah besides drake who's massively famous right now but um everybody else that i follow on social media they all seem like they keep in touch i mean they all still live in toronto so they they probably see each other all the time so i definitely yeah. think they would do something like that especially if drake asked them who's saying no to drake <laughs> right well that's funny because uh, you know the big like controversy of the i'm upset video was jt not being involved and mm. what i what I heard, I, I saw like other cast members talking about it. He got invited to go to do the music video, but he was so sure that it was a prank. Like he was like, why would like Drake, like there's no way Drake's like bringing us in for a Degrassi music video. Like this is, there's no way this is real. So he just, he just didn't reply to it. Like, cause he literally thought it was a fake, like someone just messing oh. with him. And oh I think they were saying like the cast, like once they all got together and realized he wasn't there, they started trying to like FaceTime him and stuff to like prove like this was actually a real thing that was happening. Um, but that would have been epic because uh, he was one of my favorite characters and like him, that was another one where like seeing somebody get killed off of the show, like that was, that was wild for a show like this. Like we had seen the, the shooting that we're talking about now, but then they took it a step farther later on and actually killed someone off, which is, that's heavy stuff when you're when you're watching this as a as a teenager. Like I I remember watching a lot of this stuff from like my dorm room, my freshman year of college. Like sitting there in my dorm room by myself with my laptop in my my little <laughs> corner because I didn't want my my friends to know I was even watching this show. And I'd be like, I'd be so invested. I remember when JT <laughs> got stabbed, just being like, Oh my god, I want to talk to people about this, but like none of my friends watch this show. Um, but yeah, good good times, good memories. Mm -hmm. And here we are some 15 years later being able to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Wild. Well, Amanda, anything else you want to uh get off your chest from uh from Degrassi before we get out of here? Anything, any any closing words? And then uh afterwards we'll get you, you know, plug your stuff and we'll get on out of here. Uh no, I got nothing. It's like weird because like Degrassi seems like I know in the show it seems like it's such a big school. It's like really not a big school. <laughs> <laughs> like my high school was about like four times the size of Degrassi. Really? Wow. Yeah. I had a is, huge high school. Is that like so, a physical building you could go like visit right now? Is it still intact? Yeah. That's, I yeah. think it's still a, like it's the school school. Is So it's an actual physical like a school that people actually do use. For school. Yeah. That's crazy. What? I didn't for know real? that. I didn't know that either. If, if you guys ever come to Toronto, I'll take you on a Degrassi tour. Uh yeah, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> that sounds so down. How I next time we have a wrestling event, if that ever happens. Ooh, but um that's yeah. very tempting. I wonder how many people a day just like show up. Like, you know, kids are like actually just going to school and there's people just outside like taking pictures of the outside of the school and stuff. Probably not as much as you think, because again, like anybody that lives in Toronto is just like right. eh, it's just another <laughs> right high school. True. It's funny because like in a in the US, in uh 
in um i guess around this in like arizona where they did breaking bad i know a mm. lot of people like they'll do breaking bad tours because like yeah because it because it is real houses and stuff that they use mm -hmm. um and that just sounds kind of similar where like you know if you were in town as a tourist and you were a Degrassi fan, people would probably go by and they're like, oh, I got to stand here because I remember like this is where, you know, so-and-so broke up with so-and-so on the show. Yeah. And like people do that with Breaking Bad where they'll like, oh, this is the scene where this or that happened. They take pictures like in front of it or whatever. Um, but I am 100% sure down. down. I'm yeah. down. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm down. No, like seriously, if I, if, if there, if there is a, if there's a big reason to go to Toronto, especially if there's like a big AEW show up there. That would really, that would really tempt Please me. Please make that happen. I need some somebody yeah. to make this happen. Yes. For real. A yeah. So, Tony Khan, when you see this. Yes. Because um, we know the, you're a Degrassi fan. We know. Watching. Yes. 100 He's around watching. our age, so this it, it, it makes sense. He would be watching. How mm. funny would that be if he was a fan of this show <laughs> and he did want to come talk about it? um he could come on a tour too i'll show him around oh my god us and tony khan just hanging out and 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 hanging out at the grassy community school that'd be great talking about when emma went to the ravine oh yeah like oh yeah just bring up like the worst the worst stuff about the show oh um, god yeah uh, tony's like oh yeah man students rule <laughs> were um, you team ashley or team manny <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah downtown squat sasquatch is my favorite band ever um three yeah. tennis for life three tennis for life that, that that's a good way to end the show um but thank you amanda for joining us this was awesome happy to have a old school degrassi fan and an authentic canadian on the show here today to talk about the show with us um please let everybody know where they can find you uh you can follow me on twitter at kfabulous or on Instagram, Amanda underscore Kfabulous. There you go. I just started an Instagram account for um, one of the podcasts that I do. I'm gonna actually follow you on there now too, because I gotta find I gotta find people to follow on Instagram. So I will be following Amanda right after this show. Y'all should follow her too on Instagram and on Twitter, Kfabulous on Twitter. And uh, yeah, if you like pro wrestling, Amanda's a big pro wrestling fan. Uh, she does like reactions and stuff like that on. Uh, are you going to be doing that tonight for Raw? I mean, this, this is going to air on Friday, but... Yeah, I'll be done for Raw. It'll be boring, but I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a reason to watch WWE for the first time in forever, because, like, I, I, I don't think that Cody is the Miz's thing. I think that's going to be Logan Paul. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh -huh. But I, if there's any chance of Cody coming to WWE, I'm going to be watching WWE, because I am a, uh, a massive Seth, Cody Rhodes Seth fan. Rollins is going to cut a promo, and Cody Rhodes is going to interrupt. That's possible. No. I could see it possibly have. I want. I just want Cody to figure things out and come back to AEW at the end of the day. But this um, is exactly what he's doing. I hope so. I really hope so. And as you can see, I've you know got my Stardust mask ready just in just in case. So, um, so yeah. Thanks again, Amanda, for joining us. And um, me and SP3 will be right back with you for those of you watching live. All right. Cool. So we can just edit. All right, I gotta figure out how to take this other screen away. I don't know how to. Can you hear me, SP3? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, cool. I do not know how to remove. Uh, maybe. Oh, there we go. There okay. you go. I was like, oh, I was gonna. Uh, and, and also, you. didn't know when the video cut off. I was like, oh yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how much farther we went recording. You can hear me like, yeah, we'll edit like this or that. <laughs> oh, okay.
Um, well, all right, y'all. Well, that was great. Thank you again to Amanda for joining us on the show. Make sure to follow her on Twitter at KFabulous. And um, me and SP3, oh, we got a, uh, a super chat. Thank you very much, Bored Dude. And I've been seeing you in the chat. Obviously, that was pre-recorded. Yes. This right now is live. Um, Bored Dude 630 says, Degrassi is Toronto and Breaking Bad is Albuquerque, New Mexico. Just had to say being here in Albuquerque, ha, huh? big ups to the Grassy dudes. Yes, you are right. It's, it's funny because right right when I was re-watching that just now and I said Arizona, I, I almost typed in the chat, I meant New Mexico. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I was definitely wrong about that. And, and, I, and I'm disappointed because Breaking Bad is like one of my favorite shows ever. Um, but it, it was absolutely Albuquerque, New Mexico. You were totally right about that. Yeah. And I'm glad you're uh, a Degrassi fan that you found our podcast. Um, yes, thank you, board duty. I was just trying to interact with you in the chat. I saw a couple of your uh, your your comments. I, I love when when I see some genuine Degrassi fans in the chat talking. He was like, he was like, I can remember the episode just as you're talking about it. That was great because I, as I'm reading it, I was like seeing the scenes in my head. So I, I do agree with you, board dude, and we appreciate the support, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, uh, I know I saw Maggie in here. Maggie, you're still, still here. Hello. Eric said Spinner is my guy. Same here, Eric. Spinner's my guy as well. Um, we did a Degrassi tier list, if you missed it, where we we ranked all of the characters. And um, you can find that right here on Fightful Overbook if you want to check that out. And Spinner is my Degrassi goat. The Degrassi goat for SP3 is Manny Santos, so we actually wound up having another episode last week where we debated who is the best character between Spinner and Manny. So if you're a Spinner fan, you got a couple good episodes you can catch up on if you missed it. Um, Frantic World, I've been seeing you in here all chat as well. I'm going to watch the Pam, Pam and Tommy. Uh, I'm going to binge that whole thing after um, they're done airing each episode. But uh, thanks to everybody who's here today. We really appreciate it. Love seeing all the... Uh, all the Degrassi fans in here, and uh, we're kind of growing our little Degrassi community here at Degrassi Dudes. If you want to follow us over here in about five minutes or so, me and SP3 on both of our Twitch channels, um, I put the links in the description or in the comments. The first time it got all scrambled, I think, but uh, the, the second to have the, the link. So it's twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore and twitch.tv slash true heel heat wrestling. If you go to either of those Twitch channels, me and SP3 will be there dual streaming and we will be showing Time Stand Still episodes one and two. So all the stuff that we just talked about, we will watch together um, over there on Twitch. So join us uh, literally in like five minutes or so. We're just going to grab something to drink, walk around for a second and be right back here Um on Twitch. So once again, the, the links are in the description and we will also make sure you're following both of us on Twitter, SP3 at True Hill, True Heel Heat SP3, sorry, True Heel SP3. And then I am Fight Talk underscore. If you, uh, if you're following us, we will also put links on Twitter here in a minute. So like you can just click those links and jump right into the Twitch streams. So um, SP3, any closing words before we jump out over to Twitch? want to thank Amanda. She was amazing. Uh, I'm really hoping AEW has a Toronto pay-per-view so we can do a Degrassi uh, community school tour because I'm very much looking forward to that. And that was a great conversation, great chat we had earlier in the week. So much appreciation to her. Much appreciation to everyone in the chat and everyone watching. If you haven't watched the previous episodes, like Jensen said, watch that. If you if you share first 
first time watching, join us every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time, right here, Fightful Overbooked, myself, Jensen, talking about Degrassi. We're slowly but surely, surely bringing in special guests, so uh, talking to Degrassi with people who mix it up in the wrestling media world, as well as maybe even professional wrestlers will be on here. You never know what you're going to see on Degrassi, dudes. Maybe even characters from Degrassi. Like, we're, we're, we're targeting some potential there. So, don't know if and when that will happen, but we are trying to get some actual Degrassi characters potentially to join us on this show to talk about Degrassi, which would be absolutely epic. Yes. So, uh, so, that all said, um, we will see y'all on Twitch here shortly. And then, once again, make sure you're following us on Twitter because if you can't use the links in the comments for whatever reason or you, you exit out of YouTube, we're going to be putting the links right here on our Twitter in just a matter of minutes. And we'll be watching Time Stands Still episodes one and two. Um, so I hope that y'all follow us over and join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun just to kick back, relax, and uh, watch some Degrassi together. So we'll see y'all in a few minutes over on Twitch. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.